Big Ricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope. Personal performance this weekend, uh, 1-16 with the ball and 38 not out. I'm with Ross Legg. Hello everybody. Um, I played twice this weekend. Um, I bottled 50s both games, so I got 47 and then 48. Um, Getting closer. Well, I was on the receiving end of a poor umpiring decision in the second game, <laughs> that we might go into later on the show, but uh, yeah, not a bad weekend. Rob, how did you get on? Uh, I managed to get four for 46 bowling off seven overs. That's pretty good. One maiden. Uh, not bad. It helps that I came on when the less capable batsmen were at the crease, but <laughs> that's my lot. Uh, and then didn't even need to bat. It was such yeah. a convincing victory. Yeah. Fantastic. We've won our second ever 40 over game. I don't like cricket club. Yeah. Uh, this week in real cricket, there's been more World Cup action. Should we run through the, the results so far? One well, since the last podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll start with Australia beating Pakistan by 50 runs last Wednesday. Uh, did anyone watch that or catch any of that? Yeah, I did actually. Look, Australia looks quite good. They look quite scary. They looked all right. I mean, there were a couple of times they they nearly scored loads of runs. Then Amir took five for thirty, which, which I think were the best or are the best figures at the World Cup so far. Yeah, Amir's been bowling well. Yeah, um, four outfield catches though is it's like a it's not a real five for is it? <laughs> <laughs> Take that one back. Um, and then uh, and then and then Wahab Riaz went ballistic with the bat. And so at one stage, I think Pakistan needed forty or fifty to win or forty balls with three wickets in hand. Uh, they lost by 50 runs you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but a good game a good game uh, India v New Zealand rained off much to the chagrin of the Indian Twitter public yep and then uh, England had broke the record didn't we for the most games washed out at World Cup did we yeah, yeah, yeah the next game another record we've been breaking all sorts of records this year <laughs> uh, speaking of England we did play the day after that uh, no rain there uh, we comfortably dispatched West Indies yeah, my uh, my prediction is not looking too good, is it? Now we're recording this on Monday night. They just lost to Bangladesh. <laughs> uh, any highlights from that game? Since it was England, Joe Root, what yeah, player? Good century, wasn't it? Well, but bold as well. Yeah, he did. He did that weird split finger ball um, that, for no obvious reason, Brathwaite hit back to him. Yeah, both both the um, wickets were caught and bold, weren't they? Yeah, well, you know, good work for Joe. Uh, England decided not to play a spinner. What do you think about that? Well, Rashid was still inside. Cancel that bit. <laughs> England decided to drop Mo and Ali for the game and go with the extra pacer. What do you think of that choice? Well, they've done it with back-to-back games now, haven't they? So, and I mean, Joe Root's obviously kept more than capable. Yeah. Um, it could be quite difficult for Moeen to get back in the side. They've seemed to have stumbled across a winning formula. I think he might come back in tomorrow. Yeah? <clears throat> because of the injuries. I think he's going to be in as a batting all-rounder. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Chris Wokes as well, batting number three. Handy forty. Well, he's, got, he's got a first class. He's got a couple of first class centuries, I think. So yeah. Well, I think more than that. He's got, yeah, he's got he, a test time. He, he, he averages more than Stokes in first class matches. Yeah. He could. How about this? Ben Stokes, not Ben Stokes. Chris Wokes, batting number three. Ashes. Question mark. He's got the technique. <laughs> it's a big ask. It's yeah. a big ask. <laughs> well, you never know. Like um, day after that, Australia played Sri Lanka. So this is the double game day Saturday. Australia played Sri Lanka. Posted three hundred and thirty odd. I was at the game, I should know that more specifically. <laughs> um, Finch scored 156. He looked quite good, didn't yeah. he? Was good Maybe even more than 156. <laughs> looked like he was going to get a double century for a long time. Uh, then he was out and Cohen Maxwell went ballistic. He hit a, a flat bat of six back over the fast bowler's head. Right into the side screen. <laughs> Ben um, Maxwell is full value. Yeah, like, he, uh, he's, then not, he, he's not really done too much in the World Cup so far. Though. Well, they both ten overs for forty-eight. Like this is, in this game, for people who didn't watch it, Sri Lanka started and they were—I think they were one hundred and thirty or fifteen overs <laughs> for no loss. It looked like Sri Lanka were going to beat Australia. Like it, it, it narrowed down. It was probably fifty-fifty at that point. Bearing in mind their relative strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for Sri Lanka, as soon as um, Pereira was out, yeah. 
They're, they're, no one else could really do it. No, they're, they're captain with the old average of about ten in ODI cricket. You got ninety six. Yeah, got ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they weren't they weren't scared of Stark or Cummings, and that's what the, the pre match side of things. They were just like they're not going to be able to deal with the pace. They did pretty well. I, uh, I think Stark did take a bunch of wickets. Yeah, Stark in the end, he didn't get four wickets. <laughs> in the end, by the end, he wasn't even celebrating. <laughs> it was just, yeah, another one. The last the last few overs of the Sri Lanka innings, they were literally not running, so that the tail ender didn't have to face Stark. <laughs> Like genuinely, just like Malinka was standing at one end and be like, "No, not not coming up there." <laughs> uh, Afghanistan capitulated South Africa on the same day to the shock of nobody. Yeah, bowled out for 130. Yeah, they're out of shape, underprepared, and they're terribly managed. Yeah, uh, enough said. I think. But well done, South Africa. Got a win. Yeah, you know. Yes. Well done. They're still in with a the, still in with the chance. Mathematically, are they going to be like the World Cups um, RCB? <laughs> just like never really mathematically out of it but definitely out of it from like the third game um, yeah well yeah. Hashim Amla came into a bit of form didn't he he received it got not out so uh, it's okay for him good uh, very good for him uh, then we had the big one um, Ross I think you can talk about this in a bit more detail later but India beat Pakistan by a bunch of runs on Duckworth Lewis yep um, yeah we'll discuss that more in a bit um, and then finally, West Indies with Bangladesh today. Uh, West Indies post 322. What happens? Seven wicket victory for Bangladesh. <laughs> Absolute cruise of a chance. <laughs> Looked like they did another 100 runs. Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> uh, Shakib scores another back to back centuries for Shakib. He's, um, he's a class actually. Yeah, I was going to dwell on him for a little bit now while we're, we're, as we come to the end of the results. Top three all round in the world for 10 years. Boston <laughs> tournament. Yeah. What was he scored? 70, 50, 100, and 100. Yeah. Uh, do you know he's had a little bit of an unpredictable history with Bangladesh, though? Okay. So, like, he, the way he plays now, he's like really consistent, really mature. Uh, he asked before the tournament to bat up the order because he thought he needed a few more, like, he thought he'd contribute most if he was batting in the top three. And he he was saying that, like, back in the day, I used to bat five and just be in when normal number three would be in because we were so bad. <laughs> but now we're not terrible anymore. Like, I should be coming in early. So he's taken on some responsibility there. Um, you know, he was the captain, had that strip from him. Yeah. Uh, did you know he once went to the Caribbean Premier League without telling anyone at the Bangladesh cricket board? And did you play for a team or did you just turn up like no, 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 Peter O'Day Wiggy on that yeah, transfer <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the car park yeah. he just declared himself available when I think this is Bangladesh games uh, he might even have been captain at this point uh, in another game <laughs> back back a few years now uh, they were playing New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, there was someone moving behind the bowler's arm near the sight screen they didn't move quick enough so with his bat he ran over and started threatening them <laughs> get them to move on Classic uh, Inzy move, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah and had a had, had a brawl with another fan. Um, I think in 2014, because he thought the fan said something about his wife, so yeah. he waded into the crowd. Is it? Um, I, I didn't expect back to back podcast we'd be talking about cricketers <laughs> who've been into the there's crowd. No for video of this. There's no video of this. I had a look, uh, but there is video of Inzy Man. Yeah, that is, yeah. That, that is a great video. As if well. you're if you're interested in the Inzy Man story, the last 20 minutes of the last podcast, we basically just told a bunch of stories about India and Pakistan games where things have gone wrong, mm. and there are, there are some good stories in there. So we recommend go back and listen to the last 20 minutes. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so uh, Shakib had done all of that, and he was banned. He was banned by the uh, the Bangladeshi Cricket Board for six months. Right. Um, they quickly reduced the ban. <laughs> 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 they halved it. <laughs> there was no prime minister getting involved. Yeah. Going, you better give these guys twelve months. No, no. Um, but I know he's, he's played really well. He's been one of the players of the tournament, I think. if not the player of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can, uh, he's a good bowler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really handy. Yeah. Um, so I think that was by far the biggest chase of the tournament so far. Yeah, well, yeah is that well record? Two hundred and forty-four was the next highest in this tournament. Right. Yeah. Um, I think three hundred and thirty is the highest ever. Okay. Uh, when Ireland beat England. <laughs> <laughs> Nile O'Brien Nile O'Brien scored one of the quickest centuries in World Cup history as well Kevin O'Brien whatever one of the O'Briens in other cricket news normally we have Max here unfortunately he can't be with us today Um, I don't know what he's doing yeah no one knows why Um, he's very evasive he's probably having an affair again isn't he another affair (laughs) I don't know why he fits more (laughs) in in other cricket news um, Gary Balance 
What a player. Scored 54 today. He's going to be, yeah, yeah. He's going to be in the Ashes. Undeniable, isn't he? He's racking up runs. He's racking up runs. Um, and difficult conditions to bat as well. Yeah, he was the standout performer in that Yorkshire team. I don't think they scored very many. No. He was top scorer. Hung around for a long time. I mean, um, we put it on Twitter a couple of times, and the reception has always been a little bit frosty. Frosty, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're telling you, he's going to be there. Uh, have you seen anything else in county cricket that you liked? Um, Simon Harmer took 12th. Which is uh, really quite it's a good day at the office, isn't it? No, he's he's been amazing since Simon. Took twelve for in a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hampshire definitely they they shat their pants. Um, there's one other thing that I'd like to highlight, not from county cricket. Before we move on to something else, a little bit of correspondence. Um, someone on Twitter at the Greatest Test has alerted me to a website called thehaydenway.com. Okay. Uh, Do anyone want to speculate what the Hayden Way may be? I'm really hoping that it's uh, Justin Langer's batting partner, Matthew Hayden, and it's kind of like a it's a self-help kind of coaching. Kind of... That you couldn't be like nearer the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even seen this. That's Matthew, Matthew Hayden. Um, you have to search it. The, the HaydenWay.com. So if you're at home, stop listening to the podcast. Just go and have a look at this. <laughs> the HaydenWay.com. Rob, you're at the controls. Search the HaydenWay.com. <laughs> it's, it's a Matthew Hayden website, um, presumably put up by himself. Yeah. It's uh, it's got six categories. Do you want to know what they are? Yes, please. Uh, we've got the man, the speaker, the cook, the cricketer, the giving back, the businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Each one of these things are just six aspects of Matthew Hayden's so, life. Some of these pictures are... I mean, the picture for Matthew Hayden and the man. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah. <laughs> oh, accompanied with, like, Matthew Hayden in a cowboy hat. In a cowboy suit. hat, check shirt, draping his arm over what looks like a, some sort of wooden gate, maybe. Um, there's one in a suit for the speaker. Yep. Uh, the cook, the, he's holding what looks like... A mango. Pineapple or mango or something like that, yeah. <laughs> Um, the cricket is obviously in white. Not not holding the back cricket, though, is he? No, I'm not sure what he's doing there. And um, then the, the giving back is a classic white saviour <laughs> pose here, of holding some uh, aesthetically pleasing children from a disappointed background. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a photo op. Isn't but if you it? go yeah. into if you go into them in a little bit more detail, so you can click on one of those things. So I've got the cook up now. He's got written a little description. I think he may have written this by himself when you look at this. Um, just about what like cooking means to him. I mean, the cooking one is most perplexing because it doesn't really appear to be much of a business opportunity in there for him. It's just a couple of recipes, one for a coconut chilli crab curry <laughs> and one for a, whatever a straddy pizza is. Okay. Um, but he says about his cooking. Do you want to hear what he says about cooking? Yes, absolutely. Um, food has always been important to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not important to a necessity being such. <laughs> wait, wait, we've just scrolled down the website and he's in a cowboy costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got his hands on the buckle. Like, so they get a broke back. Uh, it is, yeah. But let me let me read you the food because I think you'll like this. Food has always been important to me. A necessity being such and active little kid with adventure on his mind. Dad claims I was born with a knife and fork in my hands. I can't argue. <laughs> Many of my memories are set around the table. The first time we put the baggy green on, we had triple mushroom carbonara. <laughs> what that's got to do with that? Um, with freshly grated parmigiana cheese, garnished with parsley. This guy's a human language of lunatics. Uh, um, there isn't always that bit when you're like, amazing athletes are... Oh, well, like, someone should have said no to him. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great story, if you click on the speaker, and there's a great story about him bowing in front of people at the Sydney Test and talking to Richie Benno. Look, I can't go into all of them, but uh, if you I are... Mean, I'm trying to click on them, but I literally can't. This website <laughs> is not designed to work on any browser, apparently. The only way it works is if you right-click and then open a new tab. <laughs> Then you okay. that, that, is, that is perfect advice. That is, that is what we bring to you. Uh, well, I, I realised on the cricket thing, mm. on the cricket photo, I, I reckon the reason he's in it is because he's got hair. I reckon he's oh, used that oh, picture yes, because yeah. he's got yeah. hair. Anyway, yeah, Matthew Hayden. Um, batting supreme. Yeah, batting supreme. Available to be a speaker at any feature yeah. event. Or a chef. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or to just run your business for you. Uh, broker a few deals. Uh, that's the HaydenWay.com <laughs> if you want to get in touch. Apart from for memorabilia, but you may want autographed. He explicitly states, "Do not send in memorabilia on the website." 
Okay, there we are. Um, I think that's sort of the cricket roundup, unless anyone's got anything else to add. No. Nope. Um, what are we going to be talking about on today's show, Ross? Um, so I'm going to give a little brief um, review of Pakistan versus India. Cool. Uh, I think Rob, you know, going to talk around England and been, there's a couple of injuries at the moment. Yeah, in extreme depth. Extreme <laughs> depth. Nice. Uh, and I will be talking about Australia. I'll see. Are they actually any good? Let's go on the show. <laughs> And the air should be taken. The World Cup's come around. You've got to play your best when it counts, and they've managed to do that. The only one for a game. Redemption is complete. Australia have beaten England by five to nothing. They've won the fabulous double. So we want to hear more cricketers with a complete depleted lack of. Self-awareness, I think, is what Matthew Hayden does there. We want to see yeah. more of the HaydenWay.com. That's exactly what we want to see. So yeah. uh, please send it to us on Twitter, at the Cricket Pod. Um, and also, please leave us a review on iTunes. I'm just going to read one out. Um, Lewis Barker, 279. No idea who he is. Always enjoy the podcast. Better knowledge and info than some others. E.g. The Guardian. Did you even pay him to say this? Sometimes <laughs> funny. Sometimes. But not primarily a humour podcast. I listen for the cricket. Very good. Well, Fair play, Lewis. Is that five out of five? Four out of five. Don't know what more we could have done. Uh, I'm not sure about that, Lewis. Dragon two seven nine is high score. Oh. Is that, that's a bit ambitious. Isn't no, it? I reckon. I reckon it's actually his bowling figures. It's two for seventy nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more realistic. Yeah, thank you very much, Lewis. Two for seventy nine. But uh, follow us on Twitter. Leave a review on iTunes. Um, at the Cricket Pod, and uh, please send us any cricketers being ridiculous. Or if you have a long form story, you can find us on Gmail. Uh, we have a Gmail? <laughs> email. <laughs> Thecricketpod at gmail.com. Let us know about your exploits. Fantastic. Uh, well, I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on um, and talk about Pakistan versus India. What is dubbed the biggest game of the 21st century. So it was expected that over a billion people were going to sit and watch it. Um, that is nuts. Yeah. And it wasn't on free-to-air TV in Britain. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> Which is uh, a little bit stupid, but nevertheless, uh, India were put in, so Pakistan won the toss, um, and they proceeded to post 336. Yeah, the toss was about all Pakistan won, wasn't it? Like, yeah, uh, like, like um, <laughs> Max, Max texted us earlier saying that Pakistan's performance can always be summed up in a game. You can never say Pakistan had a good game. You can only really <laughs> say they had a good or bad 10 overs, and then it's just a complete lottery about what's coming next. Yeah. Um, but I think from the from the outset, they just got things a little bit wrong. So just picking up on Show Malik, just to start with, why is he still in the team? Uh, yeah. So 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 far so far this tournament, he's at eight zero zero. Not uh, great, is it? It's not great. No. Um, Some would say there's a lack of form. Yeah, I mean, um, it's been uh, I've been asked the question, what is a Show Malik? Which is a good question. We've asked that about numerous cricketers in this tournament, haven't we? Yeah, he's 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 not good. He's not a good all rounder anyway. His spin's not very good. Um, do you know, in twenty nine matches in England, he averages thirteen. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I think I'm backing myself to average thirteen. I reckon. Oh, yeah, I think thirteen. You get a few overs of Glenn Maxwell. Yeah. What's in, what's Glenn Maxwell? A, a reasonable club first team spinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <And then>, um, <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably take the personal offence to that. Uh, yeah. Um, um, but there is a bit where Malik um, was also out to 2am on, on the day of the tournament, of the day of the game. Why? So on, on Saturday night, <laughs> he was found in a shisha bar <laughs> eating a burger and chips with Wahab Rias and Imal Haq and then their girlfriends. They were out, yeah, they were literally pictured at 2am. Not, not like what, in Taunton no we're in Manchester yeah. Manchester yeah. sorry yes, okay, they're, they're, right. they're in the um, Shisha Cafe in, uh, in Manchester I was, yeah, I would say that wasn't ideal preparation no but, today, but so. again it's the Pakistani arrogance which we love we yeah, love no, it is. it's amazing that you'd go into that game and think hey biggest game we'll ever play in our lives how should we prepare for this Shisha bar. <laughs> like. It's the only way to really get yourself into a state of heart, I find. Yeah, <laughs> burger and chips at 2am yeah. um, that's yeah that's odd yeah, it's well, not no, they're not in trouble for that um, well, on Pakistani Twitter, they definitely are in trouble for that. But, like, I mean, officially? Officially, there's not a chance they're going to do anything about it. 
<laughs> nothing about it whatsoever. Imagine Mammal Huck was probably there too. That's, that's the thing. No one's going to tell them off because they're going to be doing the same. Mickey Arthur is a second-rate coach, and he's not going to be doing. He's got no yeah. sway. I think they aren't they firing him straight after the tournament. Well? I, I'm, I'm surprised if he's not had the old text message at halftime already. Yeah, I, no, I think they've officially said, and this is quite Pakistani as well. To be like, yeah, we're going to get rid of our coach like the week. I think the week before the tournament. That's good. Well, um, he's, he is, to be fair. I can see why. It is interesting though when you sort of their 10 over thing because they do play like that batting and bowling it's sort of good bits last 10 overs it's like someone's tossing a coin every 10 overs and it's like heads will keep going tails will just have a batting collapse <laughs> and then 10 overs later they'll toss it again so should we keep this batting collapse up or recovery? <laughs> and let's say they do have some unbelievably good talented players it's all natural talent though isn't it there's not really any plan logic or preparation that goes into it it's it's let's go down the kebab house at two in the morning and like hopefully one of us will rock up and play well tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 like a, it's like it's like a Sunday cricket approach. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah but, what, stage. but one of these unbelievably talented players is Mohammed Amir. Um, and just in the last two games, he's bowled twenty overs, three maidens, and eight for seventy-seven. It's pretty good. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, all of the other bowlers <laughs> have bowled seventy-nine overs, <laughs> no maidens. Conceded 554 <laughs> runs and got seven wickets between them. It's not ideal. That is not going to get you anywhere <laughs> in the World Cup, is it? Uh, um, oh my God. So it wasn't great. But anyway, so moving back to India. Um, they beat England. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they full on beat England. But it's not a surprise to me. Um, so India was 6-0 up in World Cup matches. So undefeated. And they duly made it seven. Um Tickets were being sold for thousands of pounds, um, but some guy turned up on a horse. Did you see no, that? No, I did see the yeah. horse, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very impressive. Beautiful <laughs> white beast. And he literally turns up, waving the flag, and um, it was um, the atmosphere there must have been amazing. It's all, yeah. it's all the Sky Sports pundits were talking about. It looked like all the match, India fans. Yeah, all the match reports yeah. were saying, oh, this, the noise is, is mm. absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and that only seemed to get better as they found themselves 100 from them. Not bad. Um, yeah. Rohit Sharma, Judy smashed 140. It's good innings, isn't it? Um, it's like 100 in a row for Rohit. Yeah, one of... He's, we, we, it, he's, he's averaging just the 159.5 so far in the tournament. That's pretty good, isn't it? What's yeah. the strike rate? Strike rate of 97.5. Good up that, couldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nasu Hussain turned around and said that um, he would definitely be in one of the in the all-time ODI squad as an opening bat. Yeah, um, he's got three double centuries, isn't he? Um he was promoted, so Shekhar Dawan was sent home, a fractured hand um, or finger, and Cahill, KL Rahul was promoted to open, and Julie went around his business, got a decent half century, set a good platform for them. Coley then came out and got 77, I think it was. Rahul did open for Kings Eleven in the IPL, and I think it's got quite hmm. a few runs. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not a bad bat. If, you if you're going to throw someone in. <laughs> um, We're throwing in James Vince tomorrow, so... I'm still still holding out hope that Alex Hamilton gets a last minute call up in the Perfilos. Um but yeah Cody hit over 70 um, and they got a bouncer and then a Pakistan appealed and he walked but yes. on review so he didn't he didn't review he walked off um, but the television umpires or television in general just picked up that he didn't actually hit the ball hmm. controversial decision to walk then wasn't it so, I mean I don't walk anyway but no, um, I haven't. <laughs> some India fans are speculating that that is uh, Kohli trying to be too nice a guy. He didn't want to go. So they were saying, like, maybe Kohli thinks that if he did hit it and mm. didn't walk, then he'd get loads of grief for that. Right. So because he's, like, trying to be all cool, like going to help out Steve Smith and all the nasty people booing him and stuff like that, Yeah. Uh, by walking... And, like, showing how good he was. Yeah. Uh, he'd get some PR points. Oh, right. Any thoughts on that idea? Or I, I, I think he's... <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't see that. I think he's... No. I, th- I think he's... I think it's more likely that he knew they were going to win anyway and thought, <laughs> I might as well Just give someone else a chance. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was very impressed with their debutant, VJ Shankar, who came World in. World Cup debutant. Or... World Cup debutant, yeah. Um, and he came in and batted, batted early on. Hmm. Um, did a, a, fine. Did some batting. Uh, did some batting. Yeah. Um, but what was more impressive was um, Bouvereshwar. Bouvereshwar. Bouvi. Bouvi. Bouvi and Bumrah started off unbelievably well. Like They are a good opening partnership. Yeah. Um, Bouvi went off injured. The man came on, old VJ. Um, first wicket... With his first ball, 
Yeah, it got Imam, didn't it? Yeah. Imam was still mentally in the kebab house in the sheep's car. Yeah, so he, he was given. Um, it was a close decision. Not sure if it was actually out. But well, he I first saw it, it. I thought it was going down. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was a good, it was a very good decision in the end. And then, uh, but the most impressive volley I saw was Yadav. So, um, Fakar and Babar had put on a good stand together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he bowled this, so he's a left arm wrist spinner, for those who don't know. And it's pitched outside off stump, so it's got across the batsman. He's bowling um, over the wicket for a left-hander. And pitched outside, comes back in, takes off stump, and it's and it goes through the gate of Babar. It's a beautiful delivery. That is absolutely class. So you couldn't get a better dismissal for a left-hander, I don't think. There we are. So, I'll set it here. <laughs> all of the tournament. Um, Pakistan then duly collapsed to 166 for six. Went off rain, and by then it was too late. They were like 86 behind par. Yeah. Of where they should but they have been. came on very briefly about seven o'clock, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, so the, the classic ICC thing of quick, we need, we need some more overs out of this. Yeah. Um, I think they were set at something like 250 to win in like five overs. So <laughs> yeah. it's never going to happen. Um, but unfortunately for the tournament, you really needed Pakistan to win that game, I think. Um, I think it would have made the I think it would have made the tournament a little bit more interesting. Yeah, maybe. But India looked amazing. They in every department they're good, and their fielding is tremendous. So yeah. is it? Has been has been over the last twenty years. There's always there's been a huge change in their standard of uh, one not not just cricket. They've always had great players, but their standard of fielding is immeasurably better. Yeah, I mean, I think you could, that's most obvious when you look at them compared to Pakistan because Pakistan is still kind of doing it the old way. Mm-hmm. Um, the way India have sort of professionalised their game since like the mid nineties, uh, not pre- professionalised. That's probably the wrong word. Isn't it? Professional before that, but um, upped it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you could just they, they take it. They, they like yeah, they take it a lot more seriously. They prepare properly. They have plans. Yeah, they got a strong. Like, they got a strong yeah. domestic game. Pakistan yeah. don't. Um, like, it's interesting in India because I think there's like a minimum wage for cricketers now that works at about sixteen thousand pounds. Okay. So cricket. Uh, at first class level is a rewarding career mm-hmm. in that country. Yeah. Well, you, um, can, you can say like that. The IPL is clearly making a huge difference. Yeah, like the Pandya brothers are fantastic cricketers, yeah. and they really they are amazing fielders. Yeah. and they just set, they set the tone. Yeah. And, and even just I guess um, having local people in to be kind of net bowlers and people for the IPL teams mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's going to up the standard of all local cricketers. Yeah, yeah. they're in a really good position. Uh, and on the other hand, Pakistan are not. No, so I'm going to revise. So I think the West Indies are all out. Yeah. Um, so I have to revise my decision. And um, I can't come in back England. I'm going to have to back India. <laughs> um, yeah. how, how many more times do you think your predictions can be revised? Well, the way, the way I see it is if whatever I say, normally the opposite of something happens. That's true. So if That's I say true. India are going to win, yep. it gives England a pretty good chance. Okay, very good. Uh, yeah, anything else you notice from that, this? Nope, that's all I've got on that. Okay, uh, any controversies? Because we were not hoping for a controversy, but if a controversy did happen, we would be talking about it. Would we? Well, we're not, so I guess there weren't any. Uh, there was a horseman, that was it. Yeah, uh, I think it was, it was, it was um, what's the word? It was uh, all in good spirit. Good-natured affair. A good-natured yeah. affair. Uh, the only other thing I, I heard, uh, apparently Sarfraz was doing lots of yawns behind stunts. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably been up. We know now. We all know what. Why now? They, they were up all night. Yeah, out of the town. But again, India, India duly dispatched Pakistan, and uh, Pakistan going to need to do a lot to stay in this tournament. But I think it's a game over for Pakistan. I don't think they've taken it seriously. Yeah, they, they had the momentum after the England game. I think though. they really need to have a look at how they come into tournaments like this because they're so far behind. Like you got, it's, it's fair enough having some natural talent. You can't just hope that you'll black it against teams that have natural talent as well, but also a method to their yeah. madness. Like, uh, just because you won a World Cup once through like carnage, doesn't mean you can do it every every tournament. Uh, they, yeah, their fielding's been tragically bad. It's it's like on an IDLCC level, <laughs> yeah. it's so bad. Um, I don't think I've seen like an international team. Even like the associate nations, when they turn up, they're not that bad. Oh, but yeah, it's well, such an easy thing to work on as well. Just like every training session, do but, some catches. The, the, like, I mean, um, the only team that's worse than fielding is Afghanistan. And where did Afghanistan learn to play cricket? <laughs> Pakistan. <laughs> so, there, there we go. Um, 
Yeah, anyway, very good. Um, greatest game, or the, I thought it was a letdown for the biggest game in sport. I, th- I think it was never, it couldn't live up to the hype, could it? No. It's one of those, it could yeah. not live up to the hype. Um, so, I, th- I think Julia, like, India did what they needed to do. Uh, leaves India in a good position, doesn't it? Very good. I think they're going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Pakistan probably out. India undefeated. Mm. So, it's going to be tough. Very good. How, what would you? I mean, like we've seen them a few times. Is there anything, any, any hope for the rest of the tournament in terms of how teams can slow them down or beat them? Maybe I think their, their whole thing is is based around one of the top three going big. Okay. Like they don't they, they don't mind scoring relatively slowly in the first fifteen overs. Yeah. So it's kind of almost goes against what some of the other teams are doing. But if you can get into, if you just take two wickets, if you can get just into that top order in the first kind of three or four overs. You've got a chance of really get going for it because they've got more hitting in the middle. Yeah. So I think so they, you want to make one of the, like Pandya or Shankar bat exactly for ten twenty overs instead of just swinging. Yeah, and then they've still got Dhoni to come in. Yeah, they've still got Dhoni. I think Boomrock will throw the bat around, can't he? Um, yeah. But their, their, their bowling looks pretty strong. I'm not sure if Boovey's uh, injury is going to be serious or not. I heard it was a mild side strain, so we'll be out for the next game. And then they've got like a week off again because it's India. <laughs> um, I think he misses. It might only be like a game against Afghanistan as well. It's oh, okay. a complete. I think uh, he'll be all right. Yeah, they've got bowlers in the wings anyway, um, including Mohammed Shami, who if he does play, is shit. So <laughs> there we are. he will Ross get said smashed that. around. Um, you said that about Cottrell. Look at him now. I didn't call him shit. I didn't like him. Difference. Yeah. Big um, difference. We should actually mention going back. We didn't mention it in the in the the West Indies Bangladesh section earlier. Uh, Cultural and again with an amazing piece of fielding. That's one of the best bits of fielding I've ever seen. Actually, like they're so good. Like the, the Bangladeshi guy has come down. He's come down the track a little bit. Blocked it. He's gone straight to Cottrell. Yeah. And in almost it's in one fluid motion. He picks up the ball one handed. <laughs> left arm just launches down the stumps. Yeah, run out. out yeah. Yeah. Um, he wasn't. He didn't come too far out of his crease, but no. it was so quick. Like. He was back in it really quickly as well. Yeah. When you do it as well, if you watched, you can see the video. We've got it on our Twitter at the Cricket Pod. Um, both the non Shakib at the non striker centre as well was like diving both the batsmen <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> like, uh, it's good. Anyway, that is it. That's India Pakistan. Thanks, Ross. You're welcome. Um, we'll have a short break. And then, Rob, are you going to tell us all about England and their injuries? I am. To show you the way my old man's pain <laughs> and my mum, it's. It hurts. Got it! Uh, and I can't remember what else. Thank you for that, Ross. Uh, India v Pakistan, everyone. Uh, probably won't see that fixture for a while, will we? No, um, not for a long time. <laughs> yeah, when's the next? There's like the World T20, whenever that is. Yeah, but in yeah, a proper game. Uh, game, game of the century, finished. Uh, Rob, England uh, have had a couple of injuries. Do you want to talk to us about that and where that leaves us? Yeah. Also, uh, I guess to give context to the injuries, uh, England played West Indies on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly, uh, I would say, comprehensive victory. Uh, West Indies only put up 212 uh, I was just looking at the stats here uh, Dre Russ was the only one of their batsmen with a striker at over 90 so they were never <laughs> really pushing the pace um, especially after England brought on their strike bowler Joe Root who had two court and bowls um, and really took the wind out of their innings <laughs> uh, that was, it was a potential, potential banana skin in that game wasn't it they yeah, easily yeah. could have slipped up no, yeah. yeah, Wendy's have had a few good games. Got good bowlers. Had a few bad but they're sinking. Well. They're sinking without trace, aren't they? they? They promised so much in that first game, and it's, it's not. Just, yeah, it's not looking good for them now. No, got lots of injuries themselves, haven't they? Andre yeah. Russell is basically playing on one leg. It's, yeah, he, he can yeah. field for about six overs at a time, yeah. and then he has to go off. Nice <laughs> <laughs> bath. Yeah. Yeah. It comes on bowls ninety miles an hour, which probably isn't helping the situation. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like physio. <laughs> Get him back out. <laughs> anyway, Rob, uh, what happens with England? Uh, yeah, well, so so then England. Uh, so during England's fielding session, first of all, Jason Roy, um, I think tore his hamstring pretty early on. So he's going to be out for at least the next two games, I believe. Mm. Um, he's targeting a return for the India game. I, I reckon he's done. Yeah. Do you think? I think, I, th- I think, I think it's one of those things where, because he did it earlier on in the year, I think in March, and he was yeah, out for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same hamstring. Yeah. And uh, unless he comes back for the semi-finals. No, there may be, but I, I yeah. And the other thing, I mean, like carry on, Rob. But they today, like Morgan was briefing that Hales could come back, and I don't yeah. think they'd be saying that unless they were like, 
<laughs> yeah, he's been saying that. He's been saying that it's a possibility that Harris will come back. Uh, he needs to think about. Uh, well, see, he said if he's told that Harris is going to come back, he'll need to think about how the stigma of what Harris has done will affect the uh, morale of the dressing room. All those drugs he's been taking. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think what he's doing there is building up to the announcement that it's not Harris that's been brought in, but it's actually Gary Balance. He's going to be our new one day opener. Our, our Lord and Saviour, Gary Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're looking at a possible uh, departure of Roy from the squad. He's got a fairly serious injury. Less serious, uh, but it still meant he couldn't bat. Owen Morgan uh, suffered a back spasm in you know, midway through the innings. Quite both innocuous. They weren't, they weren't in the action at all on either of the sides, were they? Yeah, Morgan was just running in to back up a uh, fielding, I think. Um, yeah. And pulled up, couldn't continue. Looked looked as if it might be a worry. But yeah, he's apparently had a net today, so I think he should be okay. If not, next game, game after. Yeah. Um, We've got Afghanistan and Sri Lanka, so if there's going to be two games to miss, these are the games you miss. Yeah. yeah. Bring me in. I mean, even even, even James Vincent scores a <laughs> I mean, you'll get 30 in both games. What happens if James Vincent scores a double ton against Afghanistan? Then he plays against Sri Lanka and gets... No, 20. but then like Andrew, Jason Roy heals fully. Oh, they're still dropping. Really? Yeah. Two double tons. Back to back double tons. Yes. Does he keep his place with back to back double tons? I reckon, I reckon one double ton isn't good enough. <laughs> well, I genuinely believe that. I believe, I believe that they have more faith in, uh, in Roy than a one off. Imagine, you know, imagine scoring a double ton in a one dayer and then we're like, sorry, mate. <laughs> that wouldn't even be enough to dislodge Wokes from number three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but that, so, uh, how did England adapt? So, you just to talk about uh, Chris Wokes there coming in at three. Yeah. Um, looked assured. Yeah, he did. Uh, so, England opened up, uh, so obviously, Roy injured, so Root uh, was promoted, coming at number two. Um, unbeaten century, classic Root. Uh, second of the tournament. Second of the tournament, no sixes, uh, but not many dot balls either. So, 94 balls, 100 runs. Bairstow, 45 or 46. Uh, scoring runs as well so then yeah Wokes he comes in at number three um, batted very well I yeah. thought um, mm-hmm. didn't yeah I mean he's a batsman well, he's always in loads of um, like the interviews with him he always says I want to be considered more of a batsman yeah like he's, he just ended up in a role like I mean Moeen Ali did who it was kind of it was a bowler for, uh, batsman first without no you hit a bowl yeah. and you're batting just second so um yeah, I mean, as you said earlier, Wokes actually has a better record than Stokes does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Stokes came in just to last couple of get the last ten yeah. runs. Yeah. So yeah, pretty regulation win to be fair for England. Yeah, they, and considering they struggled so much in the West Indies against what is exactly the same bowling lineup, mm. like they completely put that to one side. They got over the got over it and went for it. Yeah, I was very impressed. Looking good. Uh, so yeah, should be a victory coming up against Afghanistan. I would think. You yeah. think um, that Mo and Ali's going to come into the side? I think that's word on the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Vince coming in, and then I think they might, even if Morgan is fairly fit, I think they'll give him a rest. I, I reckon they'll rest Wood. Yeah. As well. So current three-man change. I, I reckon. I, th- I think it could be wholesale change. Yeah. Give everyone some time on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, Afghanistan could not look any worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> the upset <laughs> yeah and like, like what we were saying earlier with uh, Pakistan not beating India and West Indies losing today the top four is kind of there's not as much pressure on England to win every no. match so. yeah. mm-hmm. okay well thanks that Rob anything else no beautiful all hands from Roy off the legs bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow four more 50 for Joe Root he's just ticked along So Jack, you were at the uh, Australia versus Sri Lanka game this week. Yeah, I was. Um, so for everyone at home, um, this was a weird thing. So the the Oval had a couple of games. Um, this was the last game at the Oval for the whole tournament. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what? It's not a great ground. You know, it's very <laughs> inconvenient to get to. <laughs> 
it's not a big populations of any countries that could possibly be playing living locally to it. It just doesn't make sense to put on games. Then. Yeah, only holds more fans than any of the other stadiums exactly. in the country. Well, um, what have they got like a Rod Stewart concert? No, they haven't. I think they're just like that's it. That's just the way scheduling's worked. They've got to get some games in at Chester Street. Like, oh, that isn't that's, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> Right. Anyway, that's why I got tickets uh, in cheap seats again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Australia, like on the face of it, well, they win by nearly a hundred runs. Mm-hmm. But actually, like when you were at the game, uh, barring the first half of the Australian batting innings mm-hmm. where they were blitzing, um, uh, yeah, Finch scored. I think we've already said one hundred and seventy odd or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Steve Smith came in uh, to a reception of lots of booing. Yeah, yeah, so the sandpaper being waved at him. So the, so the uh, crowds aren't listening to Cody no, the Saviour. No. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, there's loads of people. Uh, there's a few, a few things that I'll, that I'll go over in a sec. But um, what I think was clear was Australia, in my mind, there's still quite a lot of question marks. So um, do you want to go over some of the question marks? Well, yeah. they haven't worked out their batting order, have they? They haven't worked out their batting order. Their bowling doesn't look very good. Um, but yeah, they're still, still grinding out victories. Yeah, um, issue number one, this isn't really an issue. In fighting in the crowd. <laughs> what? Yeah, so at the, gra- at the ground, lots of Australians, well, not only lots of Australians, but some Australians in the section I was sitting in were wearing Sri Lanka shirts, but supporting Australia. Okay. Why? Um, I don't really know, but there was a big dispute between a fat Australian man <laughs> and then two... We're, bring, two, we're bringing you the views of the terrorists. <laughs> two Australians in Sri Lanka shirts mm. over who was and wasn't singing the anthem seriously enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, accusations of piss-taking. <laughs> all, all over the place. Um, genuinely, the fat Australian, his wife, had to hold one of his hands behind his back. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do just, with this. Just at the cricket. Yeah, yeah, at the so cricket. I've never, I've never seen that happen. I've never seen any archie-bargy at the cricket. Yeah, that's uh, nuts. Yeah. Um, do, they, uh, do they sit through quietly for the whole <laughs> 30 minutes of the Shrankin' Anthem? <laughs> This is the other thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. The Schlag anthem is long. It is very long. It's, it must be five or six minutes. Yeah, there's a, there's a, the, the Bangladeshi one's really long. Yeah, yeah, well, I've so experienced that. You've experienced uh, both. But I think the Schlag one was long. It sounds like an Oompa band as well. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's lots of horns and... Things. Like one of those nice Eastern European anthems. It's yeah. Like marching music. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, all, it's all a bit weird. Um, but Australia, they're into the actual team, not the fans. Uh, so they have won four out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we have a look at some of the results, uh, Afghanistan, that's a gimme, isn't it? Yep. I think there isn't a professional cricket team in England at any level that would would not fancy Afghanistan. <laughs> like, um, they're just so bad. Uh, Sri Lanka, like they gave it a good go for some of the match, but they're not much better than Afghanistan. Yeah, they showed they, showed they can be a little bit dangerous, and if things go, go their way, they can really get They've there. They've got but... like two batsmen mm-hmm. and a couple of bowlers. But that's all, yeah. Yeah, people have. Um, the thing is, like, people have faced Malinga now. Yeah, Malinga's been around for so long that him still bowling their huge chunk of overs isn't, isn't as scary as it used to be. He's slower as well. Yeah. He still took a few wickets. There's some really good fielding as well. Of Udana, I think, off his own bowling, mm-hmm. ran out two people. Um, then the West Indies, another game that they won and they should have lost. Uh, Jay Russ committed. Self suicide. Oh, yeah, self suicide. And Pakistan as well. They were like 50 50 to win and lose that at various points. Like it's, um, I just don't think they've been that good. Uh, so if you look at them compared to India and uh, England, yep. um, they've not batted a team out of the tournament in the way that those two have, mm-hmm. where they've just scored so many runs the other team can't win. And they've had the chance to as well. Yeah. Is they yeah. almost just missing that? They could, yeah, they can't. They can get to 200, 250, they just can't execute the. The last 10 over plan and that is another part of the other problem that they're still playing like this 2007 brand of cricket where you have like four guys at the top of the order and knock it around at about 80 mm. and then like everyone else just piles in and tries to slog it <laughs> it's not quite coming off um, yes yeah, so, so that happens they can't bat a team at the and their their bowling is sort of neither well it, it oscillates wildly from sublime when Stark and Cummins are bowling mm-hmm. to like really pedestrian when Almost anyone else is bowling. I don't think like Richardson, Colton Isle, Stoinis, Maxwell, Zampa, Bernadoff, whatever his name, Berendorf, Berendorf. Yeah, are getting in any other teams. <clears throat> like they're 
I've got to say they're just not picking their spinners at the moment. I, yeah, this is, the, this is the other thing. I mean, it's, it's last two so, games, Zampa and Lyon have both sat out. I can't believe they've dropped Lyon. If, they, if they're not going to play Zampa, at least play Lyon. I mean, I can't. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're asking a lot from Glenn Maxwell there. I mean, he bowled reasonably well at the weekend, but how many times is he going to bowl that well? I think that's a good point. I mean, they, they, he bowled pretty badly against West Indies to the uh, to, against Pakistan, sorry, to the point where Finch had to bring himself on for the first time in four years. Yeah, well, uh, uh, or something like that. It might have been four years. Yeah. For a long time. Took a wicket, but he like it was the wicket. Wicket was a full toss that so should have been out of the stadium. No, it was. It was over. So I, I saw the last time Finch was bowling. Actually, so he bowled against England, and uh, it was amazing. So that was the day where Edgebaston, where every match report was all about the crowd, the, the Eric Holly stand, mm-hmm. and we we think us in the crowd thought we got Finch in over. Do you think? Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. That was that was, 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 it was us. He bowled, mate. It was good enough. Yeah, I was good enough. Good. Yes, he looked bad. Anyway, um, it's also always a good sign to tell the opposition that you're completely not rattled when you bring on a bowler who's now. <laughs> That's the time that you let them know that you're in control of the situation. <laughs> um, there's some good points. We'll do the good points. I've got some. I've actually got some bad points listed out. Do you want to hear the good points? Yes, please. Uh, good point number one: uh, Finch is a really good captain. What he's good at, like, is is getting those crap overs in. When the other team sort of least suspecting it, mm-hmm. like there's no way in hell that Maxwell should have taken one well, for forty eight of ten overs mm-hmm. in that game when you need over six and over. <laughs> like they've, they've basically taken no risks whatsoever against Australia's worst bowler, mm-hmm. and that is good captaincy to, yeah. to sort of arrange that. Uh, other good things: Steve Smith is back, and he's full batting OCD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or is it Justin Langerson he's uh, shadow batting in the, in the car he's shadow batting in the shower yeah um, apparently Ricky Ponting walked past his room at 7 in the morning the yeah. day before the game yeah. and heard a t- and he like at breakfast Steve Smith came in and Ponting said what was that tapping and Steve Smith was just in his room batting by himself <laughs> <laughs> it was him tapping his bat down before the imaginary ball was delivered, that just at seven a.m. for visualization. Yeah, it? no, well, and it works. I mean, like the guy, he looks supreme. Uh, it's going to be scary. Do you, do you think not having the captaincy is doing well for him? If he's under, if he's putting himself under that much pressure, well, just for the batting. He did say this week that he wasn't thinking about the captaincy. So maybe, mm. maybe, and he did before he um, <laughs> before the sandpaper incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his batting had suffered in one day cricket. He, yeah. I think he only averaged 27 in the year leading up to when he lost control of his team and they well, yeah, most, disgraced himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Disgraced himself, country. <laughs> Let's not his, dwell on it. His dad. <laughs> um, if only there's someone who had a really good jingle. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's back and he looks good and he's scoring runs quickly. He's got 17, 60 balls or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Other good things. Finch, pretty good. That's a bit like a Matt Hayden type of figure, just sort of plants a foot and swings. Do, do you think he gives as much back to the community as Matt Hayden? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I know for sure he's not as good a chef or yeah. businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nor does he have such an excellent website. <laughs> uh, but what, 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 um, so when I, was, I was watching some of it, and uh, Sri Lanka were kind of bowling to Finch's best shots, though. They, yeah. they, he was... Uh, he was. They were pitching the ball up, and he was so strong down the ground. So what, what what had been a weakness in the past almost turned into a strength. They were kind of bowling at it. They was like, "We've got this plan," and they just didn't realise after he hit like twenty runs in the same area. Yeah, that they, could, they also decided it. to not field any of those, um, which is a controversial decision. Uh, maybe they were tr- hoping it wouldn't go to the boundary, and Warner and him would tire themselves out running. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Max would tell you, as he's got a Surrey membership, wouldn't he, that straight down the ground at the Oval is lightning fast. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. Um, and then the other good point I know is Glenn Maxwell looked pretty good. Uh, but he's, he's one of those players, he's not, he's not as consistent as he needs to be, but he's no. really dangerous. Yeah, he is pretty dangerous. So he's, um, he's, not, he's not like their lower order Josh Butler. As he's a poor man's Josh Butler. Yeah. Um, but he looked he looked pretty good against Sri Lanka and I can see him being a problem for any team that plays him bad points uh, lots I've got here <laughs> just uh, the word lots yeah. on your notes uh, I think the main bad point is like Rob's saying they don't really know where from bats so they have Warner they've told Warner to be the anchor so that means Warner doesn't play like Warner anymore yeah so Warner's strike rate is 76 this tournament yeah that's bad he, he looked um, really scratchy as well didn't he 
It yeah, was yeah, so scratchy. Well, yeah. So they've got Warner. They've got Smith, who bats at like at about ninety normally. Eight nine point three three. Yeah. Kawaja, not good. Yeah. Sean Marsh, not growing great. Yeah, no, yeah. There's, there's a lack of reaction for all of us here. Yeah. Uh, Alex Carey. Some people in Australia are saying he's the hitting solution, but he's not really. Yeah. And he's then, then you've got Gilchrist, is then you've got Stoinis, who's their all rounder when he's fit. He is notorious for not being able to start an innings particularly quickly. Um, and how you fit all of those people into a batting lineup that makes sense is, is trouble. So I think, I think in this tournament, Kawaja's batted at three, four, five, and six. Uh, Maxwell's batted in about four different places. Smith, yeah. I think, has come in at three and four. Yes, uh, it's, it's not the ideal kind of like prep, is it, for the, the latter part of the tournament? They need to kind of go, look, this is what we're doing. Yeah, they've got no, I mean, they, they, they know that they want to use Maxwell as a blaster, but they're not really sure when the blaster should come in. <laughs> <laughs> so against India, they needed eight and over. I'm thinking, send in the blaster. They were like, no, we're sending Kawaja. Kawaja dicked around for long enough that when Maxwell came in, they needed 13 and over. Yeah. Uh, and that is the thing, though. So, Against Sri Lanka, they brought Maxwell came in with I think six overs left. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of a flexible batting lineup in yeah. you know, OVI cricket, but they, you need to use it in the right way. Yeah. There's no point that like Kawaja had a good like, a good summer in Australia yeah. and got himself into this side. They thought he was going to be dropped, and they forced Steve Smith when he came back. So he's done well. I think he's the leading run scorer of One Day Cricket in 2019. And yet they're as you say, dicking about. Yeah. Um, I think though, I mean, like as you sort of say, the, the problem with the sort of Smith, Kawaja, Sean, Marsh, and Warner at the moment is that whenever any of them tries to up the pace, they're out. Like Warner was out trying to cut a ball off middle stump. Yeah. Uh, Kawaja, like I think he tried to guide one down to third man and edged it. Yeah. Sean Marsh got three off about eight balls and then played one attacking shot. She hit straight to the only man square on the leg side. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, so I mean, it's the batting is the, the batting is lots of their problems. Yeah, if um, if, if Warder and Finch don't hit runs, they're in trouble. And you can see their scores; they just don't get big scores, mm-hmm. um, or they haven't so far. Um, another problem: another all rounder. Oh, they're supposed to have all rounders, aren't they? Stoinis is supposed to be an all rounder. Both Marshes are supposed to be all rounders. Well, so Stoinis is injured at the moment. Mitch Marsh isn't in the squad, but is on reserve in case Stoinis doesn't recover. Mm-hmm. Well, Maxwell has had to do bowling, so he's turned into an all rounder. Yeah. Uh, and Court and Nile was their other semi all rounder. Yeah, 92. <laughs> and then in his other three innings, six combined. <laughs> and he's taken no wickets. He also openly acknowledged that he expected to be dropped before he was dropped. So it doesn't seem like he's full of confidence. <laughs> so a couple of self esteem issues there. Uh, and that, yeah, and that means we've got this weird lineup where, where Finch and Maxwell have to sort of pick up the slack when it comes to bowling. Um, and yeah, I just don't think, I think there's lots of stupid thinking going on. There. Well, it sounds like it's really precariously balanced. Uh, let's say anything is, it is. Like, something is going to go majorly wrong in the, yes. next, couple of, in yeah. the next couple of games. Um, so do you want to know who the next games are? I do. We've got Bangladesh on Thursday. Well, they have Bangladesh on Thursday. Bangladesh are full of confidence. Bangladesh got 230 in 41 overs today. 330 in 41 yeah. overs for three. Shakib is the in-fault man in the tournament. Yeah, Shakib's got 384 runs. <laughs> at an average of 128. So, um, they have a purple patch. Yeah, and they've got some good bowling. They'll keep... They, but basically, they don't have any amazing bowlers, but all of them kind of keep it tight. And if you can bottle up a couple of those players, they will, do, they will play a stupid shot. Yeah, there's, lo- there's loads of energy in the field. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like Australia, they've had a couple of run-outs this, this year as well. Mm. Um, so... So I think it, I think it'll be interesting. Um, what do you think, though? I mean, like Australia, are they good? I think they've. I think they've got good games in them. I think they are. They've got the players to. With them. Like Stark is a match winner in himself. Smith is there as well. Warner, if he bats properly, he is as well. Um, but it is that. Well, Pat Cummings as well. I mean, I think. I think what I'm getting at, Ross, is. Uh, I mean, obviously, as England fans, we see the whole of world cricket through the lens of the England v Australia rivalry yep um, I'm not really asking are Australia good I'm asking should we be worried about Australia I don't think so no I think they're good yeah. but they're not good enough they're good but not good enough they're good enough to be in the top four okay but I don't think they're I think it's I think it's looking like England and India yeah. I, I think what's really important is when we play against them in a couple of weeks time we bear all of this in mind yeah no, no, <laughs> no I think I think England need to take a huge statement 
Like mm. it's one of those things ahead of the Ashes as well. Uh, they could be in a really fragile position. No, yeah. they could lose to Bangladesh, and they might be looking at, oh, we need a win from somewhere. That game against England, there's a lot riding on that for them. Uh, Langer and his his kind of starting career as Australian coach, he'll be sitting there worried about that game. Yeah, I think I think it's a good time to play them. Um, having said all that, there's one thing we should bear in mind: the history of Australia. What bunch of criminals? Five World Cups. They're going to steal it, are they? One four for the last five. <laughs> Uh, highest team score ever, biggest winning margin ever, most successful bowler ever, 34 undefeated games, 175% of their World Cup matches. Yeah, but it's the, I think, I mean, like, what I would go as far as saying, um, having seen them live and watched a couple of their other games, I think that is what's keeping them going. I think that the West Indies would have beaten them had they not been Australia. And I think Australia will beat England because we'll panic. Do you think? I mean, I've said that, yeah. Okay, I just like watching them. They just don't, they don't look that good. But the other team, like like Sri Lanka, visibly crumbled under the enormity of what they may achieve. <laughs> <laughs> they were batsmen coming. In. No, genuinely, they were. They played from from ball one. They were whacking the ball all over the place. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Pereira was out uh, trying to put Stark <laughs> somewhere into the river tents. <laughs> And a uh, new guy came in. They brought on Glenn Maxwell straight away. Um, and if Sri Lanka genuinely thought they could win that game, they'd have been like, right, here's here's the gift overs. Yeah. Let's take him for eight and over. And they can play right spin. Away. Sri Lanka yeah. are good at playing spin. Um, but instead, they tried to just take singles off him. And it kind of worked. They were going at four and over, five and over. But he could have put the game to bed. Could have been going at eight or nine. Yeah. If they had two overs of that, then they have to take Maxwell out of the attack. And they have to bring in one of the other... Um, and I think it is your aura of Australia that is sustaining the beast. <laughs> um, anyway, that's what I think about Australia. Okay. Anyone got any opinions? Uh, no, I agree. I think the um, the closest counterpart in football terms is Germany. So even, uh, even yeah. at World Cups where Germany don't have any good players, you can pretty much guarantee that they'll make it through to the quarters or the semi-finals. Apart from the last one. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then... Sometimes there are other teams who can overtake them. And I think what England might be doing is uh, turning into the Spain of 2008. So oh, before, nice. before 2008, Spain were absolute bottlers. <laughs> they were the biggest team in Western Europe that had never won anything. Absolutely fucked up at the critical stage of every time. <laughs> but then suddenly they had enough good players that they could get over that hurdle. Mm-hmm. And then they ushered in an era of absolute dominance. So I think that's what's coming up for England. Perfect. Australia are Germany and we are Spain. Yeah. I like that. Excellent, have a little break. Got it! Jack, thank you very much for that. Um, looking ahead then to the next week or so, um, previews of the fixtures coming up. Um, New Zealand versus South Africa is uh, on my radar. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really spoken too much about New Zealand. They've kind of gone under the radar, so to speak. Dark horses. They are. They Again. are. They're all black hats <laughs> and... Uh, they are so dangerous. They've got the pretty much a perfect team for ODI cricket, I think, at the moment. Well, I think they're batting like really. Yeah. So I think I think Guptill's really good. Munro as an opening pair is amazing. Taylor and Williamson, you can't really ask for a better three and four. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I yeah, then I think after that, who comes in at five? Exactly. <laughs> who comes in at six? You know, <laughs> Jimmy going... Neesham's down there and Santner's down there at some point, but you're not like oh, he'll build an innings. Well, well, yeah, Wicked keepers uh, okay. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think for the for the good of the tournament, New Zealand are the only team in the top four that I think might realistically drop away unless Australia have a nightmare. Okay. Um, so it'd be good if South Africa picked up a win there. Okay. Uh, I'm back in New Zealand. Yeah. I think, okay. I think, well, I think they're gonna they're, they'll knock South Africa out of the tournament. I think probably Rob. Yeah, probably. Yeah, New Zealand are looking pretty yeah. strong at the moment. So then after that, we've got Australia, Bangladesh, as we mentioned. Let's go Tigers, go for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> England have obviously got Afghanistan and Sri Lanka coming up yep it's got to be two wins there got to be two wins you'd think so uh, then we've got Afghanistan India on Saturday yeah big upset on the cards there <laughs> I don't, don't think so no um, uh, and then the other Saturday match could be exciting is New Zealand West Indies New Zealand That's again a bit closer than so if, Zealand. I mean if New Zealand New Zealand could be in the semis by Saturday 7 o'clock yeah, they could send the Saffirs and the Windies both home yeah uh, or on the other hand it could be game on day on 
So, yeah, I mean, I like New Zealand, but I'm praying that they don't win. Well, I think the way most of the sporting events have gone this year in terms of comebacks and things like that, there's got to be something that happens at this World Cup. It's just the law of averages, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So who's going to win then? New Zealand, West Indies? Uh, I think the West Indies ship has sailed. Okay. I think they're gonna. I reckon New Zealand will be in semi-finals by nine o'clock on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Robin, I agree with Jack in that the West Indies ship has sailed, but I think that will give them a sense of freedom that will let them really attack New Zealand, ah. and so there might be a slight upset there. Fair enough. Uh, let's do one more game. Yeah. Sure. Um, Pakistan, South Africa. So by, by this time, it could already be too late for when both of them. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Probably be 350 aside. <laughs> fifth place playoff, really, that one, hasn't it? Yeah, what I did particularly like was um, Imran Tahir. So he's, he's evergreen. Isn't he retiring, though? Yeah, he's <laughs> at, at the tender age of 65. <laughs> but did you see his first delivery against uh, Afghanistan? So he comes on. First Paulie Bowles is one of the most perfect googlies you'll ever see. Pitches about half a foot outside off stump, through the gate, clean oh, bowls. Stuff, Absolute um, perler. Uh, but I yeah I do fancy Pakistan to win that one I think um, South Africa are one of the worst teams in the tournament <laughs> they've, got, they've got to cover themselves <laughs> in glory haven't they? Um, ok well that's the uh, preview and that's the show thank you very much for listening um, as we always say please leave us a review on iTunes insulting the ECB is a great thing please do it and you might be read out on the show thank right. you very much thanks very much goodbye <laughs> I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.